You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. And we've got an exciting show for you this morning. We've got a tribute uh, for Anzac Day, which was yesterday, and uh, more about that later on. Also, we've got uh, Peter Clark is uh, coming on to uh, do an interview with us. And also, we have Lou Pichalovsky from House of Pigeons. But first of all, we've got to introduce the Falcon, the Maltese Falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years the Falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese Falcon. Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Morning, Ivan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. And we got to introduce Mr. Stallion. back folks let's give him a warm welcome back to pigeon radio australia introducing the one and only pigeon racing italian stallion joe angelino
Good morning, Mr. Angelino. Good morning, you awesome listeners, and good morning to you gentlemen in the studio. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. We had a week off last week because I had some issues, so yeah, but we won't go into that. Yeah, hope you're feeling better. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how's your coffee this morning, gents? Good like, coffee. Nice? nice. Good. Not bad. Not bad. Very good, very did good. Did you make it? Of course I did. Mm. What do you think? It just popped up out of the blue, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> anyway, we had Anzac Day yesterday. Yes, we did. All right, yes, we so did, we've got to remember those two pigeons that uh, were decorated the Dick and Medal in Australia during the war. You know that? Two pigeons. One of them was from the Yarraville Racing Pigeon Club. You know that? From Yarraville? Yeah. Mm. Unreal. There you one, go. One of them was from Yarraville. There you go. Sagas, isn't it? Who's got the... No. Who's got it? Robbie Sagas has got the medal. Rob. Get a hold of it. Get, take, out, take a photo at least and put it up. Oh, yeah, well. Sure. Well, I've got a photo of it. Oh, you got beautiful. Yeah, I've got a photo of it. We can put that up. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, lest we forget and uh, remember all those people that served during the World Wars, First World War and Second World War, and I hope we never have another World War, but the way things are going doesn't look too good. No, it doesn't, actually. You're right. But anyway. And uh, what else has been happening? What's happening? We're just... uh Getting close now. We've got like eight weeks to go. Mm. We're trying to get all the silly through. season stuff has started uh, stopped, has it? Silly season, the hand grenade throwers. <laughs> um, what would you want to call them? The, 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 uh, uh, the doodles. Yeah. <laughs> all that's it's all sort rubbish. of quieting down. Yeah, well, you know, all these people got to get over this. They've rubbish. gone back to the circus, yeah, where they belong. Do you know, I, I was I was reading a bit of history about. Pigeon racing in Melbourne. Yeah. You know that the only original federation in Melbourne was a Victorian homing association? VHA. All the others are breakaways. All breakaways, aren't they? And they all complain about if somebody makes another federation, then they complain. And little do they know, hey, knock, knock, wake up, you know, smell the coffee, you were a breakaway yourself. That's it. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You know, it's really Practice stupid. what you It's really, really, really stupid how people carry on. Yeah, it is. You know, and then they say they want new members. If you want new members, you better just quiet All down. All I'm going to say is true colours really show is in it? people. Yeah, it yeah. does, you know. You see you see their true colours come out. What do you want to say, Tony? People like that, they never grow up. <laughs> no. People like that shouldn't even be in the sport because that's what uh, a lot of why the reason a lot of people. Well, get out of you know what I reckon. People always say you ask that question yeah. to everybody. You say, "Where do you see pigeon racing?" In ten years. Well, I tell you what. If people keep going like this every year and say the same, all right, thing. getting their spoons out and start stirring the pot, all right. In ten years' time, there's just going to be the pot. The pot left, nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. Exactly. And you know who you are. <laughs> Stop the rubbish. Focus you know on who focus. You are. Now they're going to say on focus, Facebook again. Focus. They start crying on Facebook. You know that yeah. word focus? Focus. 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 On, oh, yeah, focus. 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 Pigeon racing. <laughs> yeah. Focus on the sport getting yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And let's. You know they complained on Facebook? Oh, you're joking. Oh, yeah. That oh, was a big. You've got to laugh. Yeah. Gotta laugh. <laughs> Bunch of babies, mate, I tell you. Bunch of crybabies. <laughs> oh, my but God. This is where, this is uh, what, where, when you see people overseas, you know, look how well they're doing. You know why? Hmm. Yeah, because uh, they all just want to, want to do the one thing. The race race pigeons. pigeons. Everyone no, gets fair. together, put in, helps out. 
And that's all it's about. Yeah. That's all it's about. Yeah, so what about you guys? How, what, apart from all this uh, nonsense that's been happening, and <laughs> how's your uh, birds going? Yeah, birds are all right. I've got about half of them mm. up in the air, but I don't really like talking much about my pigeons. No? No, I don't like... I'm following champion flyers. That's it. They don't even go on the Facebook anymore and do anything and say anything. Because well, that's what they've told us. Because that's it's just they've... a waste of time, I think. Yeah, told. that's right. <laughs> nah. All right, so, yeah, that's what it is. Nah. You don't go much on Facebook anymore, That's because I'm flat out working. Mm. Flat out working, mate. So, you know... Making millions, buying new cars. He's got a new car. Millions. You see his new car, Tony? Jeez, look out. Look out. I like it. You're like, hey, yeah. I'm going to swap. I'll swap. He's, got a, he's got a Raptor. A Raptor. Yeah, oh, look out. Look <laughs> out. All My right. missus calls it. She goes, it's a sick car. It's a sick car. Like, Is that what you say? She goes, that's sick. sick car. What did you get a Raptor? <laughs> you, you hate Raptors. Raptors attack pigeons and you've got a Raptor not, car. Not this Raptor. This is a different Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> I like this Raptor. Uh, so, anyway, how's your birds going? Talking about birds, if you want to talk about it. Yeah, let's birds. talk. Yeah, the birds, um, look. I've cleaned them up, uh, gave them a bit of a clean out. I've, um, yeah, just, yeah, I'm just going to start slowly. Clean out? What, the loft? Nah, not the loft. Just oh. give the birds a clean out. Yeah. You know, and um, then I'll uh, start slowly hunting them up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've had a lot, of, we've had a few um, phone calls with stray birds, which is good. Oh, yeah. Which is good. Good to see people doing the right thing. So there is good people out there. They're not all... People are good doing the right thing, reporting the pigeons, but also the members must do the right thing, and when your pigeon gets reported, you must pick it up or you must arrange for it to be brought back to your place some way. You can't just say, oh, no, don't worry about it. No, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah? That's, uh, that goes for all feds, yeah. Everybody. That's that's the golden rule. Everybody. It's in the code of practice. You must pick up your pigeon. That is the golden rule. Mm. So, um, yeah, apart from that... uh, the falcons haven't been given... You know what's been giving me a hard time? Mm. The, the magpies. Magpies? Magpies. They mm. go through them like... I'm not thinking, are you kidding me? Mm. Yeah, like crazy. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Nah, so, my birds are all right. They're sort of grazing like cattle at the moment. But What about yours, Tony? Grazing my, like cattle? Mine's same as yours. Same. Same. See? Jeez. I've got magpies behind the rock there, Tegan. Get that flag out, Tony. Woof. Well, yeah, yes, Woof. sir. Yes. Ah, yeah, yes, Get that flag out, mate. Bush. they got to fly on their yeah. own. Bush. Yes, you know they fly. Get yeah, that yes, flag out, mate. They fly like rockets. Yeah, yes, sir. They had the big hand coming over. Yeah. And I tell you, hey, they went like rockets. And See? they went above the clouds. Yeah, yeah like dots. She, she got better. Like dots. Okay. Are these the... Yearlings or the two-year-olds? No, this is only about, say, 30 of so them. So they're doing you a favour, the Falcons. Yeah, it's only 30 <laughs> of true. them. I've got half of them not even harmed yet. Oh, no. Uh, Did they come back? Yeah. Okay. They were two-year-olds. Okay. Oh, two-year-olds. Beautiful. Uh, well, at least you've got two-year-olds to play with uh, for the first few weeks. Uh, Same as you, Ivan. You've got a few there. Yeah, well, uh, I like my two-year-olds. Gonna do some damage, I reckon, with these mm. two-year-olds. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not saying nothing. We'll see. No, don't say nothing. I'm not saying nothing. I don't say <laughs> I don't want to talk about my pants. I know nothing. <laughs> I see nothing. I get nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, you know who passed away? Who? Dave Edna. 
Oh, yeah, Dame Edna. Dame Edna. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Barry yeah, Humphreys. Barry yeah, Humphreys. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Rest in peace. He was Rest a good good comedian. Very good comedian. Yeah, seen it this morning. Now, yeah, Tony's informed me that uh, an old pigeon fly passed away a couple of days ago, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, Charlie De Bono. Oh, oh, may they both rest in peace. Yeah, so that's not, not very nice either. No. We're losing some of the old flies, aren't we? Yeah, we're losing yeah. them, aren't we? Really? No. But how are we going to get new ones? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, well, my get, God. Yeah. Mm. Well, you get a circus. How are you going to get new ones? How are you going to get new ones? People have to start <clears throat> acting like people. So, so mo- most of us are, are aged. Aged Yeah, aged no, again. yeah, but don't worry about that, Tony. How are we going to get no. more people? How are you going to no. get members? You know, they're always asking how we're going to get members. Well, they have to be encouraged. Everyone by, we by everybody. Hmm. Everyone we ask. The main thing they say is uh, when we interview them, uh. they say it's uh, hard to get new flies because, because the internet, the kids internet. are all on the internet. Yeah, because that's where their mind is. And, and look, we all know it is getting a little bit costly, pigeon racing, okay, with mm. all the vaccines we're giving him. You know, <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Uh. It's about you've got your pigeon pox, you've got your PMV, very important. Mm. You've got your rotor. What else is there? There's another one that, uh, what is it? That other vaccine you can, you can give him this. Which one? Mm-hmm. Salmonella. Yeah, you got the Salmonella vaccine. <laughs> so, same, same as us, isn't it? That it's is crazy. what I've Our poor birds enough. are pin cushions, you know? Mm. And it's like, enough's enough. But hey, I've got this one bird. Yeah. Right, you've seen it at my place, haven't you? I've been, I've been trying to catch this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's too smart. It's smart. You can't catch it. It's smart. It is a scrubber from the paddock. But how? It comes every afternoon to my. How healthy is that pigeon? Very healthy. Doesn't even look. No vaccination. No vaccination. No medication. No medication. No Epsom salt. Nothing. Nothing. And look at it. Have a look at it. It's shining. And Jesus, it's quick. And that's a, that's my pigeon. So if you go out now, she'll just take off straight away. <laughs> yeah, when you so, go out. So when you go out at night time. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Very smart. So she flies at night as well. Smart night yeah. flyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Catch it and bread off it, mate. I am. <laughs> But hey, it comes, comes every night at the same time, 3 o'clock. I'm going to catch that one day. I'm going to catch it. Bang, 3 o'clock every day. I'm catch it. It so comes, and then it goes all day. You don't see it all day. 3 o'clock, bang. Bang, on the dot. Yeah, it sleeps here and then takes off in the morning. 600, send it to the 6. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't got a ring. 3 o'clock, bang, it'll be here. <laughs> Alright, anyway, um, uh, let's get on with the show and we're going to have a tribute for Anzac Day. Yes, we are. And uh, then we'll be back with more here on Pigeon Radio Australia. And this year I want to revise an Anzac Day tribute that I did 18 years ago in 2005 when we were doing pilot programs of Pigeon Radio Australia. And here's a tribute I did back then in 2005 for Anzac Day. And lest we forget, here 2023, Anzac Day. They shall grow, not old, as we who are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will remember them. 
lest we forget. This is the little-known tale of Australia's feathered heroes, a corps of pigeons that saved countless lives during World War II, with some birds even being awarded medals for gallantry. On a Wing and a Prayer by John Piggott. Every Anzac Day they proudly march, the pigeon fanciers who went to war. Their numbers are smaller now, but they always raise a smile and a cheer from the crowds lining the street. Yet probably only those who served alongside them would be aware of how many soldiers owe their lives to the birds these men bred, trained and nurtured in the tropics of wartime Papua and New Guinea. 
Patrols surrounded by the enemy crews in sinking ships. Engineers stranded by mudslides. Medical units desperately short of blood. All have reason to thank the men and the birds of the Australian Corps of Signals Pigeon Service who 60 years ago in December 1942 arrived in Port Moresby as the Japanese beat a bloody retreat along the Kokoda Track. Keith Wrightson was among the first to arrive. Now living in Sydney, the 80-year-old is still racing birds and is regarded as one of the sport's greats. He was serving with the engineers when he was switched to the pigeon service, which was started after jungle warfare laid bare the limitations of modern communications. In New Guinea and the islands, the rugged terrain posed special problems. Not only was there a greater chance of lines being cut, but the portable wireless taken on patrols were heavy and could fail in extreme humidity. A pair of pigeons could be taken into rough conditions, needing little more than a cane carrier and food. Then there was the fear of intercepted messages. But, as Wrightson says, you can't jam a bird. The enemy might shoot at it, but in doing so it reveals its position. Sending messages by pigeon saved on precious airtime as war correspondents sending long dispatches from the front came to appreciate and remove the need for decoding. But perhaps most valuable of all, the radio had yet to be invented. That could transmit a hastily sketched map showing enemy positions. Other times they carried sketches showing reefs that could be used by landing craft, carrying men to the beachhead. They would know just where they were going to run into trouble. Even the brass took some convincing. The remarkable pigeon man who instigated the service, Bert Cornish, now 92 and living on the North Shore, Sydney, where he later he became mayor of Kooringai, wrote that probably one of the most difficult things to overcome was the prejudice within the army itself. Or as Wrightson says, they thought they were going back to the ark. Cornish had to find experienced men. His superiors wanted to take the easy option and recruit troops whose only contact with pigeons may well have been feeding them in the park. But Cornish knew this would be disastrous and fought a hard to obtain a body of dedicated men such as Wrightson, who knew what they were doing. A call then went out to the owners around Australia who responded by donating 13,500 birds. In 1942 alone, lofts fixed and mobile were built, food supplies insured, Grain wasn't grown in either Papua or New Guinea, so everything had to be shipped from Australia. Birds trained. But after arriving in Port Moresby, it became clear that the mainland bred birds had trouble acclimatising to the tropics. A breeding program was therefore begun. It didn't take long for service personnel to be convinced of the birds worth to troops in desperate situations. Sometimes pigeons were all that stood between them and disaster. Soon the pigeons were very much in demand, says Wrightson. The crew of some army supply boats refused to go to sea without them. The first of two Dickon medals, the Animals VC, was awarded to an Australian bird whose fight to Mandang saved the crew and valuable cargo of a boat that was foundering during the tropical storm. In driving rain, the bird had covered 64 kilometres in 50 minutes. By the war's end, it had been on 23 missions. 
The other medal went to Pigeon attached to American forces on Manus Island after a group of about 200 men were pinned down by Japanese in April 1944. Suffering casualties and with gunfire raining down, they managed to release a pigeon carrying a plea for help. The bird arrived back at base 48 kilometres and 47 minutes later. Aircraft were sent to clear the area. The troops were saved. Another time, a box containing a pair of birds was parachuted into the mountains, so a surrounded patrol could detail its position. Birds brought relief to army engineers stranded by landslides while building a jeep track deep into the Owen Stanley Range. The Australian War Memorial says of the service, the pigeons of these lofts were called upon to operate under conditions which probably no other army pigeons had to endure. At times the birds had to rise 2,000 feet in a distance of three miles, with torrential rain or mist a distinct possibility. Rarely was a message not delivered. Rights and still thrills at the sight of a pigeon fluttering to earth, its mission completed, but this time medals, not lives, are at stake. For him it has been a lifelong passion, one that started at the age of 15, when he inherited his stepbrother's pigeons after they died in separate car accidents. He has been racing under their name Dive Brothers ever since, his father filling in for him during the war years. It's an intriguing game and he says once you've been bitten by the bug, it never leaves you. For all their courage and the contribution they made, the pigeons of war did not live to race in peacetime. Strict quarantine laws meant all the birds that operated in New Guinea and the islands were not able to be brought into Australia. They had to be put down. Wrightson says sadly there was probably no other choice. There was no one to whom they could give the birds because there weren't the grain crops to feed them. And it would have been cruel to leave them there, starving and terrorised by hawks. Wrightson says a friend took half a dozen with him, but they were whisked away and destroyed as soon as they reached Australia. Sent to taxidermist, two finished up as exhibits at the Australian War Memorial. There, out of public view, they can still be found, a pair of small birds, each with a medal bearing an inscription for gallantry. Dickon Medal, the Victoria Cross for Animals. The Dickon Medal, a large bronze medallion, bears the words for gallantry and we also serve, all within a laurel wreath. The ribbon is striped green, dark brown and pale blue representing water, earth and air to symbolise the naval, military, civil, defence and air forces. The medal was instituted in 1943 by Mrs Maria Dickon, founder of the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals in England. It was awarded to any animal displaying conspicuous gallantry and devotion to duty associated with or under the control of any branch of the armed forces or civil defence units during World War II and its aftermath. At least two Australian carrier pigeons attached to the Australian Army have received the Dickon Medal. Blue Bar Cock, number 139, DD-43, T Detachment, 10 Pigeon Section, Type B, attached to Detachment 55, Portcraft Company, 
Madang, 12th of July 1945. Awarded the Dickon Medal for Gallantry, carrying a message through a severe tropical storm, thereby bringing help to an army boat with a vital cargo in danger of foundering. Blue Checker Cock, number 879DD43. Q-Loft, number 5 of 1 Australian Pigeon Section. Attached to the US Forces, Manus Island, Admiralty Islands, 5th of April 1944, awarded the Dickon Medal for gallantry, carrying a message through heavy fire, thereby bringing relief to a patrol surrounded and attacked by the enemy without other means of communication. Dusty red soil plains. I am the ancient heart, the keeper of the flame. I stood on the rocky shore. I watched the tall ships come. For Forty thousand years I'd been the first Australian. Yeah. I came upon the prison ship.
Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. And on the line this week for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have uh, Mr. Lou Pichalovsky from uh, the House of Pigeons. How are you, Lou? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here again, gentlemen. Uh, hello to everyone. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm very good, Joe. That's as you requested, right. mate, I've got my, my um, three-piece suit on. I've got the hair done. I'm looking sharp, mate. I'm ready for the radio <laughs> tonight. Mate, look out. Look out. He's on fire. He's on oh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a photo of him, haven't we, Ivan? We're going to put it up on the internet. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, very good. We're going to turn it into a dating site now. <laughs> 
That's it, mate. Now, listen, we're, yeah, you're doing such a good job promoting the sport, and we're always seeing you all over Facebook and YouTube and everywhere, like, you know, just promoting the sport, interviewing people. How about we, inter- how about we just talk about you and how your birds are going, and we'll have a chit-chat about, about yourself. Yeah, sure, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the things we've been up to. Tell so us, tell when us, it comes to my birds, I, I think they're going okay at the moment, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like everyone, I, I look into the loft and I go, oh, geez, you're beautiful. Oh, geez, you look sharp. Geez, you look sharp. But we'll wait till the end of the year and see who's who. Exactly. It's, it's easy to pick winners in the loft. We're all guilty of doing it. You know, you, you fall in love with some of them, don't you? Mate, especially with some of the ones that have molted out, you think, wow. Have you got half a brain? I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, we'll find out later, but you're right. Some of them do malt out so beautiful, and you think, oh, geez. But speaking of the look of pigeons, we did. I did get a chance to interview uh, Peter Clark. So if anybody hasn't seen it, they should hop onto our um, our YouTube channel. Um, And Peter has won one loft races he's won the aggregates down at the one loft races in adelaide and he's also competed on the international level so guys we have pigeons that can handle the international competition he's beat the likes of koopman and the planet brothers uh peter got a fifth place i think in the hot spot in africa How good and is that? yeah he showed us one of his birds and showed us what he looks for in a, in a winning bird so guys if you can check it out you know what does he look for in a winning bird well, you'll have to you'll you'll have to watch the video. No, but what exactly. what he looks for is he, 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 you know it has to have a combination of things. You know he he likes coverage under the wing, yeah, and a nice squared off little uh, the little back feathers right at the end. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, he reckons that's one one of the um key traits that he looks for in a performing bird. Okay, and he. Yeah, and he sort of talked about what he looks for in, in peak fitness. You know, once again, it's a hard thing to achieve, but Peter Peter sort of told us what he looks for and, you know, uh, definitely worth checking that out. He told us um, how he goes about breeding his birds and keeping his family uh, in line and, um, you know, uh, putting performance constantly into his family, inbreeding to maintain the winners, yeah. and then crossbreeding only with proven performed birds. The man's got a method. So I think, I think that the internationals better watch out with these Aussie pigeons coming over there. Mate, I, I think with Peter having a, a fourth place over in, in Africa, that's that's pretty good, you know. Yeah. We haven't that's really just been recent, isn't it? heavily involved in the international scene, but for the small amount of birds that, Australian birds that have gone there, oh, I think we've done well. I think so too. And that was just recently that he got that fourth place, was it? Oh, I think that was – I should have asked him what year it was. He, he probably did tell me. It slipped my mind. But I believe it was the last time that birds from Australia could enter into South Africa. Yeah. And, and which you know, was we, that the million-dollar race, was it? That's the, that's the Sun City. Okay, yeah. that Jeez, one's they come forth at that. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah that's right. Nice. So what is yeah. he going to go – Again, because now they don't have the Sun City one, they've got the Victoria Falls one mm-hmm. and the Africa Pro. Well, I'm, if, if they let the birds in, I'm sure he'll enter some of his birds. So it's all about getting our birds over there. You know, I don't think... Yeah, I was saying that. I don't think we've had Australian birds able to compete um, internationally until last year. Yeah, oh, right. I think so. And what about the situation with the bird flu and that? Is a bird still be able to... Get sent over there. Oh, I, I, I'm not very sure on that. Ivan, I'm not up to date with the uh, the quarantine, but mm. 
I have heard that the last lot of birds are in Melbourne at the moment that have been imported into Australia. Yep. And this will probably be the last the imports last that we here. get right. in the country for a while. Yeah, a good long while, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so as well. Yeah, because... But here we are. But which, you know, guys, there's there's plenty of good pigeons already in our country. There is. There sure Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I mean, you guys have a lot of good flies down there in Melbourne. We do. We do, actually. We've got a, and um, we had one on just recently, Mr. Mongol Portelli. Ah, yes. yeah, he's, he's very good. He's it was an interesting good. interview hearing um, Jack Van der Linden talk about his birds and the Gabbies being the best birds that he's imported. That, yeah. that was another good interview. You know, what, what we're talking about, uh, bloodlines, Peter Clark is still flying his uh, Brickox. Brickox, I haven't heard that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Brickox, yeah. Brickos, they're Brickos, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a long Brico. time. Brico, which was a good cross for the Harrisons, a Brico. Yeah, well, Peter's showing that those old lines, you know, with, with some good crosses in them, that they can do the job on the international scale. Yeah, impressive, impressive. What impressive. about Thailand? Are they sending any over there? Um, I, I, I think Peter, I'm sure Peter didn't get to send any there this year. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think there was only 150 rings or something like that allocated to Australian birds for some reason. Yeah. They're probably they're probably afraid of us, most likely. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, I speak very highly of Australian birds that you guys have probably picked up already. Of course, yeah. We yeah. have got good birds. It's just So do you have, like, the old Aussie stuff in your loft? I, I, I do have a few of the old ones in, in my loft, and, you know, um, I sort of I sort of was told when I started, oh, what are you doing, Louis? You're buying all the old stuff. Not a good idea. So I bought some of the speed stuff, but I've noticed that if you have a look at some of the tipper birds and the one loft winning birds that they have, oh. if you look at the back of their pedigrees, there's all those um, um, Barcelona birds in there who fly over a thousand k's in the um, in the back of the pedigrees. There you oh. go. Yeah. So you know, I, I think we should start looking back at our old distance birds and you know try putting them um, into some of the. Um, the European birds that we have. I'm sure some successful flyers like Peter are already doing that out there anyway. Well, we had um, the $100,000 race the last time it was on. Mm-hmm. Um, the late Johnny Yates won the race, 100 grand, and yep. that was a cross and with the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So you know, we shouldn't discount what we already have here, guys, because Australia is known, for, is known internationally for its stock sense. You know, you we have some of the best so, cattle here. So the why, best aren't, why aren't we? Um, why aren't we selling birds same as what European flyers sell birds? We're not getting recognition here. That's yeah. why. Joe, I think you just hit the nail on the head. We're not getting recognition. In your opinion, why? Why? Because it, it, perhaps because um, it's probably the generation of our pigeon flyers, you know. Um, we're moving on to a world that you need to have a big, strong social media presence. Social, That's what I'm trying yeah, to fill that hole yeah. with um, with the House of Pigeons. I'm trying to yeah. bring so a digital revolution to, a, to pigeons and... So you're, you're, like what I've noticed with that is you're trying to sort of make an Australian version of PIPA. Yeah, something like good. that, a combination of PIPA. I mean, yeah, everything's great. sort of been invented already. Yeah, so right. we're reinventing the wheel and, um, you know, trying to promote Aussie birds. And I am using some Chinese translations as well. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's good. That. And what, yeah, what's, what's, what's the interest? Have you had any interest from China or anything? 
we have some we have views from them on our TikTok channel, yeah. but we're not actively trying to sell them anything. I know, so we're I get just a lot sort of making them aware. And I've only just started the loft tours. Oh. So we've got a few others that we're gonna go and visit. Yeah. And you know, We'll send out some nice um, snippets of that for him to see out there yeah. and build that interest. And we also need to perform in Pattaya uh, once again next year. Mm. And then I think it's the right time yeah. to sort of, you know, knock on some doors and say, hey, guys, why don't you come over here well, and have a look at, at what we've got. No, on, right, Luke. Looking at my statistics on the podcasting, I'm starting to get a lot more listeners from China. Um, that's great. So yeah, so they must be interested. They must be sort of hunting around for, for stuff. Yeah, you know what the yeah, issue? Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. They must have saw Tommy's um, bird. I mean, he had two birds finish twenty fifth, and I think the other one was forty eighth off memory. They have some pretty impressive results from a small team flyer up against the the best birds in the world. Have you ever thought of maybe um, going to China when they have their um? pigeon shows or something like that and representing Australia over there. And I haven't thought of that, but I will be going to the final race in Thailand next year mm. and, you know, see what doors I can open, who I can meet and um, what connections I so can make over there. So the race there. whereabouts are you going to go into Thailand, yeah? Yeah, that's right, to the Pattaya, to the final race. Well, at, um, how would you Pattaya like to race. be our um, international correspondent when you're over there and you can give us a few reports and maybe get some people to talk to you on the... That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Often I'm open to that. I don't, I don't mind having a good chat. So that's good. Yeah. So um, yeah. you know, we can link up over the phone, and um, you can tell us what's happening over there. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that'll be fun, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, that'd after, be good. Uh, after I have some R and R once I get there, of course. <laughs> of course. Of, of course. course. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know. We'll talk about that after. <laughs> but on a more stuff. serious <laughs> note, you know, I just want to um, sort of make uh, the listeners aware if they haven't already, um, they can sign up onto um, hopauctions.com.au. Yep. Because in the near future, we're going to start selling some birds, and we have some some great birds that are coming up. Yeah, Lou, if you'd like to just hold it there, we'll take a break right now and uh, hear from our sponsors. And then we've got a break for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back with more Lou Pichalovsky after the news here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside and Pigeon Radio Australia. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer Mix, Racing, Breeding or Original Pigeon Mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. 
Tara needs stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM Sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. The Australian Road Crew Association, ARCA, is a not-for-profit organisation that helps road crews in crisis. To fund its work, ARCA has created the Desk Tape series, featuring 32 of Australia's best-loved bands and artists, including Midnight Oil, Australian Crawl, Crowded House, Men at Work, Archie Roach, Wendy Matthews, Vince Jones and Phil Manning. All proceeds from the sales of the Desk Tape series go to Aussie road crews who need financial and mental health assistance. Visit australianroadcrew.com.au. Wildlife Victoria is a non-profit emergency response service assisting wildlife in need across Victoria 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you encounter sick, injured or orphaned wildlife, call Wildlife Victoria on 03 8400 Wildlife Victoria depends on public donations to run its emergency response service. Support Wildlife Victoria by making a donation to wildlifevictoria.org.au. Now you can listen to Southern FM on the go with Community Radio Plus, the home of Community Radio. The brand new app means you can listen in wherever you are. You'll also discover Community Radio's best podcasts and independent news. As well as listening via 88.3 FM, you can now support your Community Radio station by downloading Community Radio Plus. Get it from Google Play or the App Store today. While you're there, don't forget to leave five stars. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. Smaricom Čok, Hrvatska glazba, vijesti i čet, 
Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata, upravo ovdje, na 88.3 Južna FM, zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat. Right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Done it all You've broken every code Paul the rebel To the thought You spoke the game No matter what you say The only metal What's Right now we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back with more after the news here on Pigeon Radio Australia and 88.3 Southern FM. We've got Lou Pichalovsky coming up, more of him uh, ending his interview and also we have Peter Clark from the South Coast Federation coming up online here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Catch you after the news. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted radio pigeon show in the world. And we were talking to Lou Pichalovsky before the uh, news, and uh, Lou was just about to tell us what he's got coming up on House of Pigeon auctions, uh, what flyers have got some birds coming up on that auction. So, Lou, tell us about the um, flyers that are, that are coming up. What flyers you got coming up on the auctions there on House of Pigeons? We have um, Vince Petavoli. He's going to be exclusively selling birds with us. Great. And, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And so Vince is going to have some birds off good as gold there for us uh-huh. and some off his Pippa birds as well. Yeah, very good. And his own, uh, some of his other imports. Yeah, and well, also uh, Paul Gibbs is going to be selling some birds with us as well. Who was that? Paul Gibbs. Pa- Paul, Paul Gibbs, Gibbs yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, and Paul has some some awesome van loons at his place down from the planet brothers uh-huh. you know and like we've been talking about some of the lines that have already been here in the country and the older guys they have the skill to breed they have that stock sense yeah 
Yeah, and Paul definitely has that. You know, he's he's selectively bred those birds really well, and they're they're performing around the place for well, him and for others. They've got results to prove it, haven't they? They got results to prove it exactly. Mm. You know, and, and and that old school is not the one that says, "Oh, I paid a lot of money for yeah. that. I better keep it." That's right. That's right. You know, that's what I'm picking up from the older fellas, you know, um, the guys with the good birds. It doesn't matter how much you paid if it's not performing. Move it on. And, yeah, move on. Introduce move on. something new. Exactly. Mm. You know? Does that work with women as well, our wives and that? <laughs> what was it? Sorry? Does that work? Would that work with our same as our wives and that? If does it, oh. Well, I've tried it once. Oh, no, I've tried oh, it no, once, oh, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I hope my missus is not listening to this show. So I'll get shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, and, and we've also got you know a few other guys uh, who are going to be selling some birds with us, and that's going to be um, uh, why do their names elude me right now? But Maddie Starkoff. Yes. And yeah, we've got a few birds, and I'm sure we'll get a few more coming flyers, um, as time goes bird. on. Can't I beg your pardon. I said good flyers, good birds. You can't go wrong. No, you can't. You can't go wrong. You can't. No. Well, so, that's, you know, you, you're going to have what you've got. Um, Sydney, mainly Sydney people. Yeah, mainly mainly Sydney people. I'm not opposed to anybody else at the moment. It is our first season. Um, I'm not expecting to set the world on fire. Yep. But some of the birds that we're bringing, I'm pretty excited about because. Yeah. You know, as you guys know yourselves and, and everybody out there, we've sort of been buying from the same places year in, year out online. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to bring something new to the marketplace and and see how they perform for others. Okay, Sometimes all it takes is that one burn and it sets your whole loft up. Bang, that's right. What about your loft? You got anything new there? Um, I, I, I've, all, I've been buying too many birds in the <laughs> yeah, past. I'm sure he has. I'm um, sure he has. <laughs> I think I can't remember the last bird I bought. You've been your I bought, um, be near one of Poise Herman's off, off an online auction. Yeah, yeah. that was ours. Ours. Yeah, so I was pretty now. excited about that. I think yeah. I bought one of her Koopmans on one as well. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you know, I'm pretty excited about those two. You knocked me off because I was getting it. I was going for it. <laughs> well, Poise bird. I'm I'm like, sorry about that, Joe. I thought you bloody who is it? I thought ah, no, that's it. Something like that. Did you, did you end up pairing that bird up or? I, I beg your pardon. No, she was a bit too young to pair up. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, we're just going to let it... I broke her in, which is a good thing. I don't really like keeping prisoners. Uh-huh. I, I took the risk. You know, I had a wing side up for a little while, and um, she went in and out a few times, and she knows what she's doing now. Good. So your yeah. stockbirds are free-range? They go well, in free, and free they're, range, they're not, of course. Yeah, they're yeah. not... Uh... Not all my stockbirds are free-ranging, <laughs> but, but if I can get them just broken in... Yeah. Just in case they get out, guys, because sometimes they get out, you know. And of course. Actually, yeah. it should be mentioned that um, the Australian National Pigeon Board, I like the thing that they're doing with the national recognition of a, of a national ace bird. Yeah. yeah it's you, you guys time. have seen that out there? Yeah, yeah. We had them on the uh, radio a few weeks back to tell us all about it. Oh, excellent. I must have missed that one. Sorry, guys. But yeah. you know, I, th- I think it's a great initiative, you know, that's um, giving recognition to flies. And as Joe mentioned, you know, if you want to go international, it's good for people to see that your birds exactly. can do the job, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And good races too, good solid races, you know. Not just blow homes like Ivan loves, you know. I like hard races. <laughs> yeah, he likes the blow-ins, does he? <laughs> 
Where I live, mate, my homes doesn't work, all right? <laughs> oh, well, you know, you've got to have fun. As long as you're having fun, that's the main thing. Exactly. As long as I clock before him, I'm happy. <laughs> no, Joe, I, I, know you're, I, I know you really, really want to get more people into the sport. Of course and we do. You we... Boys are probably seen out there for the Bundaberg one-off uh, race. Yeah. Maggie had the initiative for the juniors. Yes. Mate, you guys have seen the support out there for that. I think that's a great idea as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, we're all going to play our little part. We can get the kids excited. Uh, they win a little prize. Their bird comes home. That's what it's all yeah. about, you know, because my kids, when I was younger, they loved, They used to love helping me, especially, you know, like catch the birds, taking them for training tosses and all that, um, you know. And But now, obviously, when they get a bit older, you know, they got into the computers and all that stuff and friends and going out with their friends. But when they were younger, they really loved it. Yeah, well, you know, winning, winning a race like that would be a memorable moment for the kids. So kudos to, to Maggie and Dave for that initiative up there. Of course, of course. What about yeah. in the Federation up there where you are? Do you have a junior section? No, we don't. We don't. Well, that's probably that's probably you know something about. that um, the committee might might do. But oh, I'm just trying to think of most of our flies are. Or grandfathers. Oh, they do it for the grandchildren. Yeah, grandkids, grandkids, absolutely they would. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, get the youngsters involved. Yeah, that's what we need to do to grow this sport, man, is, you know, the kids and, and get some money in the sport as well. Well, that's what we've done this year. We've said to our flyers, you know, if you've got kids that want to fly, they can pick birds out from your team. You know what I mean? Ten birds, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, if, if they whether they win or not, at the end of the at the end of the day, they still get something. You know what I mean? A, a prize and all that. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Be good fun. But money, money is important in, in, in the sport. I mean, look at horse racing. Of course, uh, it is money. There's is a lot right. of money in that. You know, and if you're going to win big money, you're prepared to pay big money to buy birds as well. So it's a win-win yeah. situation for yeah, us. Yeah, but if what do you say to people? What do you say to people that are anti-prize money? Which we aren't, we aren't, we aren't. No, we aren't. It's optional with us. Yeah. What do you well, look, There's a lot of people there that don't like prize money. Well, they reckon yeah. it corrupts the sport. Which I don't know if this is absolutely wrong. Oh, I, 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 I don't know how they come to that opinion. Maybe they have some information that I don't know. So, you know, I can't criticise them. But my personal belief is that I, I've seen what the CCF is, is uh, uh, trying to make happen for their um, yeah. Fed. I think that's a great initiative, you know. Of course it is. For those who have the five grand. Of course it is. You're right. Sorry? Of course it is. You're right. It's unreal. It's unreal. You know, if you have that five grand, uh, you can even put into a syndicate in a good flyer. If he can't afford it, you might approach him and say, hey, man, you know, I'd put down two and a half grand on your loft. And and you're racing for $7,000 a week. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why we're not all doing that. Well, we should be. We should be. But then you've got these, some of these, uh, well, some of these pensioners were like, no, we just want to, happy to watch our birds come home. It's like. Oh, that's a, that's, that's okay. They don't have to be, you know, it's still based off your Fed position. So yeah, they might yeah. come first in the Fed. Well, that's happened. That's what happened last year. Last year we had the prize money, right? And um, blokes, there was a couple of times blokes won the Fed, but the second bloke who actually paid to be in the prize money won it. Yeah. I think as long as it doesn't penalise everybody that's competing, it's a no. level playing field. It's, if you want to compete for money, uh, to, you know, go right ahead and do it. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. That's right. And that's how we've got it at the VPO. It's not compulsory. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's perfect. So, you know, well done to the CCF for that initiative. Um, we need more kind of stuff like that in our sport. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you win that that sort of seven grand a few times, mate, I'll tell you what, your wife will be saying, you should buy some better birds. Yeah, 100%. Oh, how about you buy another pigeon, a faster one? Yeah, all right, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, then, then your loss gets that attention. Well, yeah. You might be able to sell a few birds as well. Exactly. I mean, we do put a lot of money into our birds. We put a lot of money into our oh, birds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not a cheap sport. It's, it's not. It's not. And but anything costs money. It doesn't matter what you do. Well, that's right. If you've got a passion, you know, doing it's cheaper than doing up a car, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so, you know. 100%. Uh, yeah, I definitely think we, we that's um, something that, that all feds should look at, you know, if, if they can get the um, CCF model going. Hey, Lou, we're gonna, yep. we've got another interview to, to do. Um, mate, it's been great talking to you, and we'll have no. you on again. Don't you worry about that. We'll have you on again, my friend. No problem, hey, guys. It's a pleasure being chatting. Um, guys, just remember, please sign up to hopauctions.com.au and don't miss out. And the YouTube channel? Um, House of Pigeons. That's right. So get on to that. Have a look at that. That's an amazing YouTube channel. Thanks, guys. No worries. You're doing a great job. Keep up the good work and we'll talk again soon, my friend. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor.
Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have on the line uh, Peter Clark, who's going to tell us a little bit. He was, he's had some success in one loft races, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about that. Hello, Peter, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Um, we saw your video you did with House of Pigeons, and um, you had some success in the South African one loft race. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of prizes. Actually, I went over twice. I went over to the race twice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I got 15, I think it was the fourth hotspot race. Okay. And the main race, so it was 8,000 birds. I think there was 300-odd prizes. Oh, excellent. And um, I, went up, I think I went up about uh, 2.30 yeah. uh, on the main race, which... You know, that was in the top 5% too, yeah. like, you know, over 8,000 pigeons. Yeah, pretty easy. good accomplishment, yeah, against yeah. pigeons from around the world. And what year was that in? Oh, um, geez, I uh, just want to think now. It would be about seven or eight years ago, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And and what have you been doing since then? You've been racing sort of yourself or you've been entering other one-loft races or what's I've been, been happening? Yeah, I've been entering other one-loft races. I've raced myself. Off, um, just my record here, I've flown. Uh, I started off in Depto Club and yep. then I flew Depto Invitation. Yeah. And then I flew uh, like Shelley's at Alvin Park. Lake Aurora combined. Mm-hmm. Um, I've won. I won. Oh, the average is in depth, though. I think about eight times. True, that's very and good. And then in the other one, I was either a winner or runner-up uh, when I first started against Archie Robertson on the likes of them flies. You mm-hmm. know, there's about thirty-two flies in yep. that club. Yeah. And then Albion Park, Shalaba, I've won. Uh, 11 times, uh, club champion. I think I won the long average 10 and the short average 9. Mm. And then, then I went back to Dapto for about three years and I won the Dapto uh, t- two times again and uh, Dapto Invitation once. So, oh, and you've I got a very good record. Champion of champions to the Fed about seven times, I think. Oh, gee, that's a very good record. Excellent. And what what um, kind of pigeons do you fly? What, what 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 bloodlines do you carry? The main when I started, I was fortunate enough to get uh, pigeons from uh, uh, Alec Bylider and uh, 
They were the SP Griffiths. Uh-huh. In them days, gold dust was the highest paid bird in Australia. Yep. And I got a couple down out of them and a... Um, yeah, so there was SP Griffiths Bricko. The Bricko cock, when yeah, I got in, cocker. when Alec finished up, yeah. I brought him and he sired oh, about 21 winners and put 17 in the Bundaberg, which is about 720 miles to here. Yeah. And he bred a smash winner out of Bundaberg for me. So they're the pigeons I originally started with. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I've tried the... Um, Steph Van Reef, which I've done pretty well with, yep. Van Loon. I've been over to England to Planet Brothers, All Gary right. Squibbs. Yep. And, and did you get uh, your birds directly oh. from them or did you source them over here? No, over here. But I talked to Gary. He was in South Africa twice when I was over there. Yeah. And I handled – when I was over there, I handled Champion Scrumpy and the Golden Pair and uh, all these top – Top quality pigeons, you know. Yep. Um, I, I'd reckon they were the best sort of pigeons I've ever seen in my life, even just one loft, you know. Mm. But um, and a lot of them pigeons, you know, have done very well out here too. Yeah, they have. There's a lot of the scrumpy lines. I know I had a friend of mine who, who sadly passed away a few years ago, Les Fenton. He carried those scrumpy lines, and he was doing very well in the Victorian yep. Homing Association with those Van Loons. Yeah, I think he was saying to me a lot of the best ones uh, that he sold out the loft, mm. he said they're the champion scrumpy on the cock sides, went to Ireland, he said to me. So I did get a couple back through from that way yeah. later on, but yeah. they, they were a fair age. But, yeah, no, they've done all right. And uh, Bob Appleby's pigeons, I brought a couple oh, yeah. of them. And I've done pretty well with them, you so know. So they're the old lines you got from Appleby, wouldn't they be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you crossed yeah. them into the new stuff and they sort of clicked together, did they? Yeah, yeah. But I always inbreed. You don't have to do a lot. I, I inbreed uh, full brother and sister. I've offered a champion pigeons that are scored three or four times. I pair them together and then I always keep a couple for stock, you know? Yeah. And I found, to be honest with you, I found... You know, you might – I found uh, – say if you've got a pair of hens in the nest or a pair of cocks, mm. I find the good ones either come out of them pairs, not one hen and one cock. They're mm. usually out of a, a nest pair of hens or a nest pair of cocks mm. for some unknown reason. Yeah. And then I found sometimes one's a really good one and sometimes the other one's no good, but mm. it always does come out somewhere. Yeah. And then I crossed him back out, you know. And are you still racing at the moment? And have you introduced yeah. anything new to your loft? Yeah, I won. Uh, I won the long average year in the Fed by sixty over sixty points in front of any flyer on the coast. Oh, gee, that's very good. And I run four five rule, yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. And what what new stuff are you trying? Like all the new stuff that we're getting in here. Oh, I got I got a couple of birds. Although, you know, we had a couple of years out uh, with the virus and yeah. whatever. Yeah. But so I got a couple of pigeons off of Rudy Diner off of the oh, Van yeah. Lins. Yeah, yeah. Very the Van Lins. Yeah. And I didn't pair them all up. I got four of them, but I only paired a couple of pair up because I had 
when we didn't race, I still had a, a hundred birds to you. <laughs> as, all, you know? as we all did, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I bred off them, and I think uh, I think there was. I think I went up with three or four top prizes with them young'uns crossed on the mine. Okay. Yeah, I got three prizes in the gold belt. I got second, fifth, and sixth, mm-hmm. and I two of them were them. And then mm-hmm. uh, another hand there, I won. I I run second with her. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I got the fifty-dollar ring race. Mm-hmm. I took three prizes in that too, and there was a couple of them that got prizes in that. So they they done all right. Yeah, you know? very good. And are you still yeah. are you still running those old bricos? You still got yeah. them in your loft? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like the original pigeons, the SP Griffiths, I'd say, yeah. were the better ones. Mm. Uh, if you looked at the video, you'd find that like Archie Robertson and Alec Barry and all them blacks were top flyers when I was only a young bloke. Mm. And I just sort of got talking together, and um, I said to Archie, that top pair I had bred one hand there, won five big races, mm. the best in the Fed, and I'm talking about against about 250 flyers, and then we had the Cockbird, I won the Fed Derby, Club Derby, Club Race, Fed Derby with him. Mm. Um, he bred me a cock. I won 720 mile two years in a row with him. Mm. Um, but that cock, on the cock side, over a four period of five years, he would have bred 25 top prize winners, if Jeez. not winners. Yeah. Um, and then I bred, I had another two or three cocks same way bred, and yeah. I'd give them to a couple of blokes trying to help them out. Mm. And they bred pretty good birds out of them. But the hen that won most races, mm. I only had one or two at the end of the year and maybe got a third of them. They didn't do anywhere near as good as what the ones out of the cockbirds were doing. Mm. Anyway, but so I then blokes come back and ask me if I had any left of them birds. So I give them a young'uns down out of that hen. Mm. And they paired them. But so anyway, they went up breeding winners out of them. I've, I've, I've thought to myself, maybe it's her granddaughters that breed them. Yeah. So I put her back to the original cock and I bred a, a nest pair of hens and that was the best thing I ever done. They just they just bred them, you know. So, that, yeah. that put me back to where I, I wanted to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's so, fantastic. Uh, and as I said to Archie Robertson, I said, if she wasn't such a good race in, I would have never ever done that. So you never know until you try. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's trial you and know? error. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same when did you actually like, start racing pigeons? When when were you a young fella or? Yeah, I, I lived up the Snowy Mountains and I had birds up there, and then we moved down here on the coast. Um, we lived at Winuna, uh for about six months, and then we moved to Dapto, but yeah. I was still going to high school then, yeah. um, you know, and then I saw to see all the pigeon flies down here on the coast, particularly up in that area. There was a lot of, you know, top pigeon flies up in that area. Yeah. And um, anyway, when we moved to Dapto, I finished my high school and started my apprenticeship, and um, then I started racing pigeons, so I've had them for a while, yes. Mm. No, that's excellent. 
And um, so you're racing at the moment? We will be racing, yeah. Not racing at the moment. We've got about five weeks before we start. Yep, yep. We're going North Road, which is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a hard track. Yeah, and um, how's the birds? How are they travelling at the moment? No, they're going all right. They're going all right. I think the Peregrine Falcons uh, have multiplied a bit. I think you know there seems to be more trouble with falcons, or maybe we've got less pigeons. You know, you get hit more. You know, yeah. But the good ones will come through. I found, to be honest with you, I found. My old bloodline um, can handle it better than a lot of the imported birds, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and I found when I lived in Dapto, when you got a lot of flies living around you, I had two or three different strains of pigeons that I could win combines with. Mm. But I moved. I've got acreage here now, and I'm out by myself. Yeah. Um, for them... Like the SP Griffiths and them, they'll they'll still come to where I live. You know, some of the other birds, they're a flock flyer and uh, they like staying with other pigeons where these ones will finish off and that's what I needed here, you know. Mm. So you're finding Um, you're having more success with the old line, bloodlines than you are with any of the new stuff? Oh, about half and half. Half and half. It all, yeah, it all depends what you want to fly. Uh, uh, other pigeons that I've tried that have been very, very good for me are from Ian Price. He's uh, in Shellhaven Fed. We're very good mates. We yeah. swap birds. Yeah. Um, he's got the Barker pigeons. You okay. Know? <laughs> They're the old pigeons, but yeah. they've always been good pigeons too. Yeah, they are very good pigeons. I've got Tony yeah, Barber like here and... He, he used to fly the old Barkers, and um, he unfortunately fell ill, and he had to sort of give away the birds for a while, and he could never get those old bloodlines back, wasn't it, Tony? Yeah. 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 And uh, he was Archie pretty Rob- much unbeatable when he had those Barkers. Yeah. Archie Robertson, when I first started racing, was the bloke to beat, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it took me a couple of years, and anyway, I went up beating him, but, I mean... He had the bark. He had the booth barkers, yeah. the flighty blood. They were fantastic pigeons, you know. Yeah. And uh, he was a good handler, a very good handler of pigeons too. Yeah. So, you know, he was one of the best here on the coast for years, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so a good, strong competition makes you better, I think, too. Yeah. So you're finding that the older bloodlines are doing better justice for you than, than the newer ones? Oh, yeah, like the new ones go all right up to a certain distance, but when we go to one loft races or I go into 400 mile and over, Mm. uh, me older birds seem to, they perform very well, if not better than the others, you know. Mm. Now, for the one loft races, you've had a lot of success in these one loft races. Can I ask you a question about that? Is yep. you bred in these birds, you've got to send them over to these one loft races when the birds are fairly young. Yes. What yes. do you look for to pick out a bird that you think is going to do all right in one of these one loft races? Well, I see, the way I breed them, I breed, say, a hen bird that scored at least four top prizes, and the same as the cockbird with that bloodline and that bloodline before her and her and her again, you know. So, mm. therefore, it's it's in the genetics. Mm. And then I pick 
what type of race I want to, you know, which I think is suitable for me, 350-mile, 400-mile race or 200-mile race or whatever. So I send a little bit of variety into them races and I've... You know, I've always sort of picked up a fair few good prizes and won it. I won the Agricultura over in Adelaide. Uh-huh. I, I won the uh, uh, ten thousand, uh-huh. and then I won with Ian Price, and and then we had uh, a team between us. We won it twice too. So, uh, but when you've bred birds like for the one loft race, have you ever <laughs> sort of uh, put these pairs together and then? When the when the babies come out, have you ever rejected any birds and not sent them? No, not real. Look, um, some people they they breed a team of pigeons and they'll turn around and say, "Oh, I'll keep that one for myself." Okay, I don't do that. If I put five in, I put five in. I think can do the job, mm. and then I still breed on for myself from there. And that mm. sort of it's never worried me that you know. Okay, um, so. So you just go off the breeding. You don't sort of pick up the bird and have a look at it and say, "Ah, oh, no, you're not good enough to go there." No, I, well, I pick on the wing, I type the type of pigeon, and um, what what the distance the race is, mm. and the pigeons that do perform very, very well out of whatever distance it is, yeah. and then that that's what I send over there, and I'm, you know, like even when I flew in the Queensland race, I flew it about. Four years, uh-huh. and I think I don't know how many cards I got about it. I think I went up with about fourteen cards in three in four years, <laughs> you know. Right. And the last race that was a hard one. Uh-huh. I had uh, I didn't send many birds. I sent uh, I think I sent about seven. Um, I went up with three in the top thirty. I oh, got, gee. I yeah. So I went That's up with top prize. One of the I think I run fourth, and I got. Uh, third ace pigeon, and I have three in the top thirty in the last race. So that's fantastic. You know, now there's yeah, a lot so of new one loft races yeah. going on around the traps. There's one new one in Melbourne, and I think there's a yeah. new one in Sydney. I, have you ever have you entered any of those ones? I sent five into the Melbourne one this year. That's the first time I've had a go at it. All right, yeah. good. So we'll be watching yeah. out for your name then. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Joe's yeah. got a couple of questions to ask you. Joe, go ahead, mate. G'day, Peter. How are you going? Not too bad. No That's yourself. the way, mate. That's the way. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, first of all, I just want to say a big thank you to Lou Pickle. How do you say it? Pikulovsky. Pikulovsky for uh, giving us your number. And, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So um, you had a good chat with uh, Lou. As, yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, as we seen on the video and that. It was really good. Really good. Um, what I want to ask you... Um, what what got you into pigeon racing? Oh, as I said, I when I lived up the Snowy Mountains, um, oh, young bloke up the road had some and a couple of other people. Although in Cooma and that, you can be in, they didn't race there. Yeah. And that's when I first got birds. And then, as I said, when I moved down, my dad, he was a TV technician. And oh, okay. he had his own business. Yeah. And but anyway, we moved to Winuna until the house got built at Dapdar. And then, you know, I, I met a few pigeon flies that raced, you know, there and then when I come to Dapto, uh Alec Bollard was the president of the Federation then and oh, okay. he he was the president of the club and that's where I originally got 
the SP Brico off of. Yeah, oh, that's right, what I started okay. with. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, so I sort of went from there. <laughs> oh, very good. Now, look, we're we're all uh, just about to start racing, and um, so how are you preparing your birds? Like, what are you feeding them now? Like, how long before you start racing? Five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah, five so, weeks time. Yeah. So yeah. you haven't started tossing yet, or you have? I give them one toss the. Oh, a couple of days ago. Okay, no problem. Yeah. How far was that? Oh, uh, oh, 15, 20 k. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. 15, nice. 20 kilometres. Nice. Yeah. So, like, eight weeks prior to that, how did you prepare your birds and, like, feeding-wise, what did you give them and well, how much well, do you give them? When I'm, yeah, when I'm molting, when they're molting, I, I do like to feed them pretty heavy. Yes. What would What would you be feeding them? And then, but I do lighten their feed off. I don't feed them too heavy. I, I, you know, I give them a lot of wheat. I do feed a lot of wheat. I yeah. do feed a bit of peas while they're molding, to be honest with you. Any barley at all? Uh, no, I do mold them on barley, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. But I don't feed a lot of barley. Yep. I know there's a lot of people feed barley, but yep. I sort of, I've always sort of gone back to what works for me, you know. Okay, that's it. Um... You know, but no, I'll bring them up on that. Oh, they're still molten at the moment, so but they're starting to they run, starting to range. You're right. Good. Um, you're lucky. So you're lucky. Our birds in Melbourne here, mine are still grazing like cattle at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they only just started, but I don't push them too hard. No, I don't push them either. I don't like scaring them. I don't see the point of scaring something away from where you want them to come back to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I don't really like giving them the stick and all that sort of stuff like people do. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's been a very difficult task to get them going this year, I tell you. <coughs> Have you had yeah. the same sort of problems up there? Oh, you can do. Yes, you can do, yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh some people are having troubles now trying to get them up off the ground. I find it harder when it's a bit warmer. We've had a couple yeah. of cool days now, which is not too yeah, bad. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, you know, as long but as... The trouble that I reckon that we've had here is you have a couple of cool days and then it goes back to a couple of warmer days and then the birds sort of switch off. That's right. Yeah, yeah you'll find that. So, yeah. Peter, so getting back to the feeding, like eight weeks before uh, racing... What 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 feed would you give them? Is it a stand, uh, you know, a race mix, or a, what sort of mix would you be giving them? Well, I give them, I feed them. I say at the moment because I'm not, you know, I make my own race feed up. But yeah. at the moment, I feed five percent, what they call five percent peas. Yeah. And then I add wheat to it, so okay. it's um, not a lot of peas, or there's not a lot of other grains, even corn at the moment. You know, there's a fair amount of wheat in it, but yeah. you know, good wheat, good wheat is, um, I think it's one of the best grains we can feed. Like when I went over to England, I went to Gary Squibb's place, mm-hmm. and he fed not what they call uh, light mix; he was a white mix. So what he was feeding was white Canadian peas, dairy. I don't know if you know what dairy yeah, is. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they've used it. They grow it in France, and but the dairy I've seen here nowhere near as no. good as what they grow no. over there. 
you oh, know. There you go. And they purify the dairy cattle's uh, uh, their blood cells with this starry, and they use that in the pigeon race, and they use mainly all as much white seeds or a bit of barley, okay. corn, hmm. uh, white Canadian peas. But they can't get the wheat we've got here either, I'll tell you that now. Hmm. Sweet. The uh, wheat I've uh, seen over there is like chookweed, you oh, know? Jeez, <laughs> that's fair enough. And how much of that, would you, once you've mixed it all together, how much, do you feed them twice a day or once a day as much as they want? At the moment, I'm feeding once a day just to, just to keep their heads right, you yep. know? I want them to yep. come in. Mm. But I do feed twice a day. Once oh. I start racing, I feed twice a day. Okay. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. And then once you, uh, once we're getting a bit closer, six weeks into it or five weeks into it, you, obviously you've had your first toss to 15, 20 kilometres. How many of those would you give them? Oh, I give them a, I, I don't know, about eight or nine, but I'll make sure why I do that and then I'll, I'll take them and then I'll let them go four at a time. Okay. Uh, I let them there? go four at a time so they can race each other back to here yeah. into a small kit because, you know, later on when it gets up the line a bit, there's not many birds in the first kit and you want them to come straight to your place, not go with somewhere else and then come here. Yeah, so you break so, them down so you've got yeah. more, more leaders, less followers. That's exactly right. Yeah. And if there's a dud one, you'll soon find out which yeah. one it is. <laughs> That's true. You know? That's very true. You know, what I didn't mention, what I forgot to mention, uh, so prior to uh, you starting tossing, do you medicate? No, I tried to keep off a of medication, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I tried to build up their own immune system. Yep. But sometimes observation, you know, like when they come in or hit the landing board or they go for a drink of water, if they sit up on their tail, you know, they've got wet canker or, uh, you know, other things you look for, they get blinky in the eye or whatever. Yeah. You know, I always say observation will tell you if you need to do it. Um, I try not to do it, yep. but every now and again, sometimes you've got a, a canker or uh, some baitrol, uh, baycox, sorry, baycox uh, for coccidiosis, which is not not a great concern at the moment, you know, but I mean, always sort of watch out for them. As long as your droppings are right, you know, if your droppings are good, firm, they've got the cap on the top, there's not no water content in around the droppings. They've they're not far off, you know. That's it. That's it. Yep. Now, um, how? Uh, well, what was I going to say? Natural products. D- do you use uh, natural products like garlic, honey, apple cider vinegar? Yeah, I'd use honey. I do use garlic. I don't use a lot of it. A lot of people put garlic in a lot. I don't do that. I only use it now and again. Yeah. Uh, apple cider and vinegar, I, I don't use a lot of it. But, um, you know, I use other products there that, uh, you know, that's the same thing, you know, similar type thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which is good. I reckon it's good using natural products. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think if you stay, stick to the basics, 
the same way you feed. If you feed, I find if you feed too many feeds, yeah. Um, if there's one that's got a bit of bacteria on it or fungus, yeah. The more grains you feed, then you got to find the one that's got you got the trouble with. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. So when you went overseas, did you pick up anything over there that you're sort of using now here? Yeah, oh, not really. I, I talk to them a lot to find out what they do or, which, you know, how they go about different things. And I tell them what I do here and then I just ask them their opinion. Like uh, Van Beers, who bred Birdie over there, yeah. I talk to him yeah. and... I told him what I do here, and I yeah. said to him, "What what do you think? Do you think there's maybe a better way of doing it?" Or, but then <coughs> you got to head up. They fly different to what we do too. Yeah. You know, they fly widowwood. Different. Uh, they fly like summer over there, which is they got twilight till uh, eleven o'clock at night. You know, wow. so you know things are different. You know, awesome. And you you got to sort of weigh that up. What did, what did Van Beers think about when you told him how we race birds over here? What was his reaction? Oh, he couldn't believe we race young birds as far as what we do over here, you know? Yeah, they all say that, don't they? They all have that reaction, yeah. They reckon yeah. that we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? They're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Some of them are starting to do it now, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but even in England, I think when I was over there, they raced the Young Bird series, uh, and then they oh hang on, might be the other way around. Uh, no, they raced their Old Bird series first, mm. and then they raced their Young Bird series. Mm. You know, they have I think fourteen to sixteen races, and then they have the same with the Young Birds. You know, so yeah. I think they wait for the Young Birds to mature a little bit. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so you know, I went to I went to uh, Pigeon World, um, Luella's over yep. there. I handled a uh, champion. I handled that cock they paid seventy seven thousand pounds for Jeez. off of Kuiper Brothers, <laughs> and the Smorag one and two and all them. I handled all them when I was over there. Yeah, yeah so it was interesting. I've, I handled I've handled Birdie. And what did you th- what did you think of Birdie when you handled Birdie? She's a big end. Very big? she's they're van loom based. Yep. Um I went to Kitchen Brands, I uh, stayed there for a while when yeah. I was over in South Africa. Yeah. And then I handled uh he had five he brought five um uh Sun City winners. Yep. Plus he won it himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a birdie, uh, magnificent pigeon, but you know, he paid a lot of money for it at the sale. Yeah. But then again, he got a lot of money back from the youngers of it, you know. So yeah, he's, he, <laughs> he, he, he done all right, you yeah, know. He done all right, good on him. Yeah, what tips would you give, um, new flyers, Peter? P- what was that? What tips can you give new flyers? What's the, what couple of tips can you give new flyers? Oh, I think. Keep the loft clean. Um, keep your water clean. Mm-hmm. Um, try to get start with good blood. That's the, one of the main things. You're only as good as the pigeons you can fly. It's just, you know, uh, if you've got good pigeons, 
and you're a good handler, you'll you'll go all right. But if you haven't got the birds, you, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you won't win. You That's know? right, yeah. So you've got to try to keep uh, – you've got to have good birds. You've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think observations a lot. If you watch your birds, they tell you a lot. Um, you know, even fitness, um, if you watch them on the perch, um, you know, the wattle, it's got to be nice and wide, good throat. Uh, they sweat in under the wings. Um, your scar comes off, the loft becomes wider, the feet become redder, the colouring in the eye becomes stronger, and that outer circle, which I was trying to explain, is if it's a blue around a pupil, it's blue around the outside of the eye, the furthest part out. Yeah. And the fitter the pigeon comes, the further the eye comes out of the head, and that outer one becomes thicker and stronger and more colour. Oh, right, yeah. There you go. Yeah, because I always look, there's only a couple of things can tell you what's going on inside of a pigeon. And you look at any doctor or anything, if there's any problem, where do they look in the eye? That's because it's connected to everything else. That's the first in, thing they look into. The yeah. That's right. That's the first thing they look into, aren't they? That's right. Even right. that or your droppings. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, it's virtually the same with pigeons, to be honest with you. So yeah. what happens in your loft if you suddenly see something not right? What You don't have a big panic, do you? No, you know, normally I don't have any problem, to be honest with you. Like even Ian Price and a few blokes that come here and there's blokes visit me every year from Queensland yeah. and they said, doesn't matter when we come to your place, your pigeons always look a picture, you know, because I'm here on acreage and it's we get a bit of heavy chew here or whatever yeah. and Ian says he can't understand how... I don't get a coli like he does, see? Mm. He always he treats more than me. Mm. But he right. said, doesn't matter. When I come to your place, your pigeons always look immaculate, you know? Yeah. So I think if I see something, uh, I normally know what it is. I fix it straight away. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're on top mm. of it. Yeah. yeah. You know when you, um, when, you start, when you start to race, right? You basket Friday? Yep. Okay. Now, do you feed heavy at the start of the week, or and then light at the end, or do you, or do you do you go the opposite? Do you feed like maybe a bit light, and then maybe Thursday, Friday, just a little no, bit heavy? No, I, I normally feed about the same on the day of basket, and they don't get as much. Yes. Uh, so you know they got their mind on their job; they get a feed when they come home. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the days, I feed normal. You know. Okay. Um, sometimes. This is, this is something I've done just off the spur of the moment. I yeah. think sometimes they're not right in the brain or they might be carrying a bit of fat. Yep. I'll make a miss out on a feed or I won't feed them for a day. That, that doesn't hurt them at all, I can tell you right now. It doesn't hurt them yeah, at all. You're right, spot on. You're spot on. Or clean them out, clean them out with a, a worming tablet, you know. Have you tried uh, Have you tried Epsom salts, Pete? Y- yes, I have. Yeah. The only thing is I've said in that video, and I mostly should have said it a little bit better, but it's, 
when uh, you do use Epsom salts, you got to be very careful with it. Don't overdo it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much? I, how much do you put in? Like in four liters? I put in a, a tablespoon to about two liters of water, and just let them have one drink. One drink of it. Don't leave it on all day. Yeah. And that'll just clean them out, mainly on a Monday. Yeah. And uh, just go from there. But do you, know, you, do you use the Epsom salts regularly, weekly, or? No, I don't do it a lot. Mm. But I know even when I was overseas, they do it. Weekly? You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, I know blacks that do it weekly, yeah. yeah. And that's and that's one tablespoon to two litres. Yeah. And just one drink. One day, one, drink. one day, one drink. One drink, yeah, okay. Yeah, you don't yeah. leave it on all day. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that's when the trouble starts. That's right. They keep drinking, drinking because they get thirsty because of salts. Yeah. And then, yeah, that goes, then it works the other way. that <laughs> good. Exactly. Then you wonder, yeah. hey, what's going on? They're going backwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so now when you, um, so, yeah, like you've basketed your birds. Oh, so you, sorry, do you fly them the, fr- the, the Friday or not? Well, was it fly? No. Do you fly no. on Friday? No, no. That's one thing I don't do. The day of the basket, and I don't fly. You them don't fly them, okay? Because if they do get hit by the falcon and stir them up, yeah, uh, you know, it's no good. So, yeah. on the day of the basket, and that's one thing I don't do. I, I don't train them that day. That's the only day they don't get trained. Okay. Would you bath them on a Thursday? I bath them once a week. Right. I do bath them once a week. What's the magic um, potion in the water? Pardon? What's the magic potion you put in the bath? <laughs> no, I don't put any, you know. No Condi's crystals, no. Yeah, a bit of Condi's crystals. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. You do put something. <laughs> Actually, it's funny, you know, when I went to the Queensland 50,000 race. Yeah. And I got three in the top 30. Yeah. Uh, we were up there stuff. handling the top 30 wow. birds that landed. Yep. And there was uh, Russell Beetham from uh, Queensland. He was a top flyer for years up there, and he was there. Anyway, I said to the bloke, I said, the pigeons aren't good in the February, you know? And he says, I said, how many? I said, when's the last time you give them a bath? He said, oh, I've raced pigeons for 20 years. I've never bathed them once. I thought, <laughs> I thought to myself, I can't believe that, you know? Yeah. You know? That's crazy. You think... Um... Yeah, you bath them a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did. To be honest with you, I mostly shouldn't be saying this, but they did have mite on them. You know, when they come home, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, so you know, and that's to me, that's not a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, like you yeah. said, everyone does each to their own. Everyone does their thing, and it works for them. Good luck to them. But I'm on your yeah. I'm on your page, same page as you. I'd like to bath them once a week. You know, I think yeah. they need it. I mean, geez, if these guys here didn't wash once a week, I wouldn't be sitting here. I can tell you right now. <laughs> uh, I think bathing them. Be honest with you. Yeah, it it keeps them healthy. It does help. It does help to shift the scale out of them and it helps in their flights and everything else, of you know, course. softens the flights, you know. I agree. Um, you know, it definitely does help. It does. You know? It definitely does, mate. Now, well, yeah. you've been awesome and look. we look forward to interviewing you throughout the season to see how you're travelling. All right, buddy? Okay, thank you very much.
come to an end to another show of Pigeon Radio Australia. Goodbye, Mr. Tony Barber, the Maltese Falcon. Bye, Ivan. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, listeners. And goodbye to everybody around the world. What a show, what a show, what a show. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> yibbity yibbity. <laughs> you know, all I'm going to say is, um, it's been, say. all I'm going to say, it's great working with you guys. Um, I, I have so much fun. And yeah, I have so much fun, and this is know. this is hopefully this fun. You know, do you reckon it's worth doing this radio? Of course part? it is. Of course I it is. The know. more we do it, the more we laugh and giggle, and it's the best. <laughs> I don't know, Pete. It's the best. Hopefully, uh, we can rub it off on people. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's what it's all about, pigeon racing. Having you know fun, what I'm going to say? Fun. I've been doing it ten years. Yes. Never charged a cent to no one. There you go. Anyone can listen to it any time of the day. 300 over 300 episodes now right in 10 years yes for free for free you nothing and you can go back and listen to whatever you want yeah oh my god that's that's awesome to anybody and but everybody you know what happens but anyway all right goodbye everybody cheerio and we'll see you next week here on pigeon radio australia bye bye